Hello and welcome to a new episode of Confused. Uh, my name is Mona and we have Julian with us today. Um, in this week, um, this week uh, episode of Confused, we're going to talk about the feared word, budgets, budget cuts in marketing. Are you talking, are you talking money? Mona? Money, money, money. Money? What is, what is that? What is, what is that money thing? <laughs> I can bet uh, I can bet that is one word that everyone's kind of have their eyes glued on during this time of pandemic that we're going through. Every single business, every single person is, is that's all they're thinking about. It's like how to make it work. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, Julian, what I have, uh, what have been, fa- what I've found talking to people, um, um, clients and people in other industries and companies is, uh, yes, definitely, which is a very positive thing that they're really looking uh, very deeply at what they're doing, not looking yeah. at it from, a, um, not, not also just looking at it saying what works, what not works, but even from a strategic perspective, they're looking at it, their past marketing campaigns or communication campaigns from a very uh, insight view and saying, okay, this has worked in the past, but due to the pandemic in the last four months, this has changed and maybe this needs to be tweaked and this needs to go. So that is a very big positive because I think before this, the routine of doing whatever we were doing before as professional services or brands or, or, or companies or businesses was, oh, we're too busy to look at this. We don't have the time right now. So the positive in all of this is, yes, they have now kind of stopped and started to take account of okay what works what doesn't work let's apply let's look at it from a strategic lens and see how do we move ahead Uh, but what I have also heard is yes there are budget cuts but those budget cuts are coming they were long overdue and this was really interesting for me to find out that those budget cuts were meant to happen probably 12-18 months before but obviously Because things were in the pipeline, they were going, nobody had the time to actually look at the stuff and go, okay, this isn't working anymore, or nobody had those strategy meetings because they were put off or, put off for whatever reason, other priorities in the business. But now those those are the budgets that are getting cut and they're kind of being reallocated into online and digital uh, platforms, uh, be it social media or uh, uh collaborating with other brands, uh, like-minded brands on social media and things like that. So I thought that was really interesting because brands are now able to take stock and go, um, okay, this doesn't work. Let's move this uh, away and reallocate the budget or the money that we're spending here into something that works. And uh, my feeling is um, that's a very good step for a business to be in because then they are kind of getting prepared for the next um, six months, 12 months, 18 months. From your experience, Julian, where do you see um, – brands getting benefited from this kind of reallocation of budgets? I think it's interesting. I think a lot of it, sometimes it's being done without thought Mm. in that you have to understand where your target market, what business you're in and where your target market is contacting you. There's been a lot of move, obviously, from traditional media straight into digital but by the same token, a chunk of your market may not get it. And it's not necessarily well, you've had it in the past where people moved when television came on, um, mm-hmm. radio advertising slumped. But then they realized, well, people still listen to the radio. And this is one of the things is that that 
um, social media and digital marketing is just another form of marketing. Mm. It's effective. But, you know, the question is, should you throw the baby out with the bathwater and just do one form of marketing um, and get rid of your traditional stuff? I actually, I actually don't think so. Um, you know, print still has its place. Maybe you change the medium you go, but there is still, you know, people access information through print. People still see adverts in newspapers. Um, similarly, uh, radio um, can be effective at reaching audiences in a car or in other places where they're not on social media. Um, I agree. I agree with the radio side of things, but print not so much. Like ads in newspapers. When I mean, most of the newspapers going online or cutting, slashing budgets. Like we just had uh, one of the major uh, uh, news providers in Australia saying that they've slashed jobs cutting uh, because everything's get, getting onto digital. So newspapers and print is something that I find that really interesting because uh, with the level of maturity for the Australian audience that is out there. It's hard to make something work in print unless it is tied to some sort of a digital side of things. But that's but then this is the definition, isn't it? Is that I would look at uh, okay, so there's print which would be um, with an online newspaper. Um, mm. Is that print, or is mm. that uh, you know the classification of yeah yeah. Because, yeah. yes, newspapers, are their distribution is collapsing, mm. they're going online. But, you know, maybe there are other ways that, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is is the news media is still an important way of, of advertising. Mm. Um, mm. So, uh, yes, I mean, that's, I guess, what I was meaning was a newspaper. Mm. Um, mm. Even with local newspapers... Um, they still have local um, uh, advertising. Um, similarly, cinema, cinemas, um, local cinemas still need to have advertising. It's quite effective. Um, there's just a place for all of it. And I'm, I guess I'm saying, you know, even with, with when sometimes even a flyer or a postal drop, again, it's old style stuff, but sometimes it works. It depends upon the industry and it depends upon the business. You know, we still get, it's annoying, but it's marketing. We still get, um, you know, letter drops from the local real estate agent. Now, I assume it's effective for them because they keep doing it. Um, so they must get work from it. And it's, it's again, it's another method of, of name awareness and to a certain extent, what tends to happen is when we get another form of media come into the picture, it's never less work. It's always more than another, another media to hit. And whereas social marketing, uh, social media, yes, maybe you, you transfer your focus because it's more effective at reaching the audience that you want to reach. But um, and I think particularly with professional businesses yes you know business to business i think um the digital platform can be more effective but you know i i just think uh if you're in a law firm doing wills and test state then maybe you should still consider other forms of media because if you're an older person like my mum still gets most of her 
news and advertising from printed material. Um, so it really, so what I'm hearing is you're really saying um, industry, your target market's very important. Obviously. And uh, yeah. again, that's a topic for another day in terms of uh, uh, how, like people over 60s or 70s, uh, whether this is a myth that they are not tech savvy or um, I, I find that, um, th th that's a good debate to find whether, <laughs> whether <laughs> on, the, on the other hand, one. they are more tech savvy because they have all, like I, um, I remember in a previous life when I had visited one of the state-of-the-art aged care homes and they had uh, Apple, like most of the people who were living there had uh, really amazing Apple iPads and everything. And they found that they used to sit in a library full of books, but they would rather be on their um, iPhones and iPads talking to their uh, grandkids or, do, or, 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 or sharing uh, whatever, following them on social media or being present in, in terms of Skype calls or video calls or FaceTime. Yeah. So um, I don't know whether there's that's a myth that people in certain age bracket are not comfortable with technology and we'll deal that. I mean, that's good. <laughs> we'll deal but with I, that. But I, think, but I think, yes, there's two different things. I think they're using them as a communications medium. Mm -hmm. um, but if I take my mother as an example, mm -hmm. um, she still gets most of her, uh, most of her input comes from, um, from traditional media. Now, you know, Younger than that may be different, but she watches a lot of television. She listens to the radio. She reads newspapers because um, that's what she's used to doing. Mm. Uh, my, myself, I am online mostly. I don't watch an awful lot of television. I don't read print newspapers. It's a different, depends what your target market is and who you're aiming at. Now, mum mm. uses Skype and uses um, writes emails and stuff. She's got an iPad. Um, but the way she uses it is different. Whereas I will watch a movie on it, she won't. Um, it's it's how you're used to, and it's the habits of life that you're getting. So used how does she to. go about if she has to order something online? She doesn't, because she doesn't. The whole process is too complicated, because you have to. Um, it is interesting. It's it's uh, an interesting process, and again, maybe we should put that on another on another yeah, discussion. Because I have a feeling uh, what I have seen and what I have experienced is uh, there are stages of people who get involved in that decision making. So if you really purely look at it from a consumer journey point of view, it is um, it's the family members or the people who are surrounding them then that get involved in that that decision as well. So oh, sometimes yeah. there is a two pronged approach to reach uh, uh, and yep. depending. Which market you are in like for example if there is um let's take apple and if apple was making a certain ipad which was more friendly for a certain age group uh they would be at a loss of uh, target audience if they were only to target that group but if they had to target it to the middle age people who would actually be convinced and mostly would be buying this for their uh for their either or, or buying it for their parents or people who need it then there yeah. is there is this completely different uh, approach to that marketing because you're looking at persuasion from a different angle and different target markets there. It, it is interesting, and I think this is this is a, a very worthy conversation um, in itself, as you say. But yes, you know, there's, it's multifaceted in that, and this comes back to the point that if we're looking at where you should prioritize your budget, um, mm -hmm. it really does depend upon your target market mm -hmm. and. Uh, and 
a lot of time and energy has been spent on targeting the youth market. Um, and I think there is now really a need to target the people who still have money, which are the middle-aged yeah. um, yeah. people who tend to be ignored when it comes to um, a lot of stuff. And it's it's not just, there are two aspects to it, Mona, I think, um, which I guess, which is my last point, which is you have to think about your target audience. You actually have to think about your product and who yeah. you're aiming at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you then have to think about, well, if we're wanting to reach these sort of people, mm. what is the most effective way we can reach them? And now, yes, digital is the main way of doing it but how you do it within that digital um you know as as we've discussed in the past is it do you do it with audio video podcast you know there's so many different techniques that are now open to you Mm. uh, that actually thinking what is most effective for the people i'm trying to reach and how Mm. in a way it's made it far more complicated than it ever used to be Um, it has um and i think uh, even from their point of view uh the experience and last podcast we talked about this it's the end-to-end the service delivery so more than the service it's the service delivery and how brands are being perceived as delivering a service right to that end point when the consumer actually closes that loop and says okay i'm happy with whatever service i ordered it was on time i received it i knew what was going on or what all those uh, variables and combinations that go across so what i am uh, what i'm gathering from what your experience and what you've just shared is uh if one thing brands and professional services can learn from this lockdown is um, it's important to kind of keep reassessing where uh, where uh, where that target audience is and how their needs are changing rather than putting yes. that um, aspect of reactiveness or proactiveness on the back burner. It's important to kind of constantly look at what we are doing and how that's working and tweaking mm-hmm. that. So I'm getting I'm getting quite an optimistic. Uh, feeling from people who are in who are doing these marketing campaigns where they're saying that we've never done so much growth and experimentation that compared to what we've done in the last couple of months um, so then there are brands who've, who've kind of said okay we're standing still because we don't know where things are which is fair enough certain industries don't know where they're going yet and that is mm. the nature of the of where things are at but then on the other hand there are other industries or other brands who've looked at it and said you know what we this is the perfect time to test and with whatever whether it's 50 percent done 100 percent done 80 percent done we're just going to go release it with that disclaimer that this we it is a work in progress and mm. i've seen people i've seen customers and clients receive that also really well because there mm. is a need and they've done it really well so coming back to our original topic of budgets and money so it's and that's why I think the strategic lens is really important to look at it from a strategic point of view and not just decide uh, mail drops don't work anymore. We're not going to do it. Well, mail drops don't work if you don't have a strategy tied to it. But obviously, if yeah. there is a strategy tied to it and there is a digital element of it where someone's requested specifically, I mean, imagine if for an example, for a hypothetical example, someone's re- you've sent, I mean, there's a digital campaign on YouTube. Someone sees something, say, fills in a form and says, I would like more information but the nature of the information is such that yes it can come through online and digital and through email 
but it can also in in some in some part of the journey it can actually be a letter drop or a brochure drop or a full uh, folder drop of things which can actually arrive in the mail and the person can actually look at it from end to end um, and that suddenly transfers that digital tra- campaign into both digital and physical me- online um, printed media media and, and that's and where it uh, is absolutely and and you know, you have to tie the two together. Somebody mm. did a mail drop recently for us where the uh, website address on the mail drop was wrong mm. and they hadn't actually updated their website. Mm. So, you know, again, it's it's joined up thinking and it's thinking about the whole, uh, with everything with communications, there are so many ways now of communicating with people. There are so many ways of, of getting your message across that actually uh, it, it places the greater importance on strategy and target market and what you're selling. Mm. Mm. So with that, I think all we can hope is for our listeners and for the brands and marketing, um, uh, marketing firms, that, uh, for brands out there is they're actually they're able to learn from this lockdown and from this crisis and whatever they're doing at this time, because they're putting more thought and energy into it, this will hopefully carry through in the future months as well as life returns to whatever phase it go, it has to go whatever through. Whatever normal will be. Yeah, whatever that new normal or whatever that phase looks like. But hopefully what we're learning right now continues those processes and those thought processes and those ideas and experimentation and growth continues because at the end of the day, if, you're, if the target audience have kind of connected in this time of need, you can, I mean, you've seen brands where they will actually be able to connect in the future as well because they remember that experience and that that's what makes an impact. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time this week, Julian. Uh, Thank you, listeners. We will do tune in next week for another great episode of Confused. Thank you.